0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Allison. Welcome to another episode of the Allison Interviews Podcast. On this episode, I have a really big treat for my Glee fans out there. I was never a, what are they, I think they called it a Gleek. I don't know. I think, I don't know the lingo, so don't hold me to that. But I have so many friends who were obsessed with the show Glee when it was on the air from, I believe it was 2009 to 2015. I did catch a few episodes. Don't get me wrong. It was a fabulous show. It tackled so many important issues that young people go through. The music was fantastic. It was just a great a great time, a great show. So I have actress Diana Agron with me today on this episode, and we actually discussed uh, an independent film that is coming out on April 8th called As They Made Us. Now, this is a very special film, particularly to me, and I'm going to explain why. So this film was actually written by actress Maya Bialik. It was also directed by Maya Bialik, which I thought was so incredibly cool, and she did such an amazing job. And Diana Agron, who is an amazingly talented, incredibly beautiful and elegant actress, and very articulate, by the way. Uh, She plays the main character of Abigail, and the supporting cast, I mean, it's led by Dustin Hoffman and Candice Bergen, and I mean, just fabulous group of creative people, and in this film, it is about a Jewish-American family, which really spoke to my heart because I feel like there are not enough depictions of just regular, everyday Jewish-American families in media, like television and film, not where it's caricature, caricature, how do you say that word, caricature Oh God, please, don't hate on me, don't send me hate mail over <laughs> <laughs> when you make a caricature out of something or someone, you know, I have always loved Seinfeld. I've always loved Curb Your Enthusiasm. I've always loved, you know, I loved Jackie Mason back in the day. I love all of that stuff, but I really think it's so important for people to see film and television stories about just everyday regular Jewish American families. You know, it's important for us to see depictions of all different groups like that just so that we can see how much more we have in common than how different we are from one another. So, anyway, this film, As They Made Us, again, amazing group of talented icons that created this film. Diana is. So incredible in her role. It's about a family with very complex dynamics who can't relate to that, right? And it's also about... Working through those dynamics, there are some really funny moments, like little gems sprinkled throughout the story. And then it's also about loss, and it's about grieving the loss of somebody that you had a complicated relationship with. Again, I mean there's it just the film hits just every note. I mean, it's it's a brilliant piece of work. So Diana and I we sit down and discuss the film. She also shares some really sweet thoughts and memories about the late Naya Rivera, who she works with on Glee for many, many years, and we just had a really nice conversation about storytelling, about the media, about Judaism, about her working with Mayan Bialik and Candice Bergen and Dustin Hoffman, and yeah, it's a really great chat. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Miss Diana Agron. <laughs> Did you know Maya Bialik personally before
1: this film came to you? I did not know. How did you end up? It was by her work, but um, no personal relationship prior to this film. So, how did the role come to you? Through my team, and I immediately responded to the script and the character. You know, there's a lot of personal truth to as it relates to my life and was being expressed through the piece. And so, yeah, Maya and I had a Zoom chat, Mm -hmm. one in which I felt that we connected deeply in, in our kind of shared truths, but then had no idea whether or not she felt that I was going to be right for the part. But within the hour, I had the call that I was receiving the offer, and it just felt like a complete whirlwind and surprise I made my manager tell me the news again because I thought perhaps I had heard him wrong it was very sweet you know what was
0: amazing is the writing on this film was so good that you know when the writing is so good that it doesn't seem like writing
1: Mm -hmm. you almost
0: forget that there's a script involved yeah I can if that makes any sense
1: yeah, I think that's what I, you know, I responded to. It was very naturalistic. It felt very embedded in truth and experience. Mm-hmm. We had a very strong open dialogue about grief and loss and love and complicated relationships. You know, am had really incorporated such a full spectrum of, of these emotions and how that works through individuals and a family collectively. So it just, it did feel very real. And, you know, I obviously can speak personally and about the elements that were very real for me, I think everybody brought their own truths to the table and incorporated those into their characters and the story.
0: So I could relate to it very much. It was actually like I became very emotional because I had a very complicated relationship with my dad Mm -hmm. and my dad is now living with us Oh, wow. and, and, it, you know, it's, it's a strange thing because I remember growing up and then especially even like in my teens and twenties, I was like, I can't wait to get away, you know, cause we were constantly like, like this. And now it's kind of come full circle and he's become a much gentler kind of kinder person in his older age. Mm-hmm. And I've become much more, Understanding of human nature, obviously, as I've gotten older. So you kind of meet somewhere in the middle. I can understand that completely. Yeah. And so it just really spoke to me on so many levels. And then the other part is you're Jewish, Mime is Jewish, I am Jewish. And I always found that we're not always portrayed, I don't know, like accurately or reasonably in media, whether it's television, whether it's film. A lot of times depictions of different minority groups are often caricaturized and and you, do, you don't see just the humanity of a group of people and something that ties it together that goes across like all people of all different groups. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing that I really enjoyed about this film. And I wanted to ask you, what is your
1: opinion of how Jewish Americans are typically portrayed? Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because that was one of the things that I loved so much about the storytelling is, you know, her connection to her Judaism and how that's expressed with her young children as she's teaching Mm -hmm. them and, you know, the part of their family aspect, it is just very casually there. It's just who they are and it's a part of her daily life. And obviously there is a strong connection that she has to it. But that's not saying or doing so much. It's just, it's part of her character and part of her life. And I do think that sometimes Jewish storytelling, as it shows up in media, is much more specific. It's, you know, about either, you know, the Holocaust or, you know, you see it in in Curb. But like, there's so many characters where perhaps... Also, this has been something that has been brought up in kind of critique of portrayal of Jews in film. Like maybe the one half of the couple is Jewish, but the other one is, you know, there's just so many moments yeah. of how it's expressed in the media. And not to say that anything is so necessarily right or wrong. I think it's project to project. Um, But I did like that this was just an underlying element to who she was and, you know, that, that it would just, it just seems so normal. Um, yeah.
0: And that's what I like. Not that like the curb, your enthusiasms of the world are bad. I mean, they're great, but we need stuff like this too.
1: Yeah. I think it does feel that it adds to a balance. You know, it was fun when we were promoting Shiva baby, this movie that Mm -hmm. I've been a part of and was released last year, you know, that whole film centers around one woman's experience at a Shiva morning, you know, somebody that she kind of knows and was brought to by her parents. And that was so interesting because everyone who was interviewing us about that film had said to us, Oh, this is like my Italian family. This is like my, you know, it was just fill in the blank. And I think because everything that was being experienced was this young woman's anxiety about being asked to know who she was and what she stood for at this event that happened to be, you know, ceremony. And so I do think it, it is so interesting, like, We all, you know, come from different cultural backgrounds, but there are common truths to dynamics and family or friends or communities that are so universal. And it's just been nice to be a part of both films and have that kind of storytelling be incorporated into my work now. And
0: this film deals with family dynamics. There are some funny moments like there are, even though... Like the material is heavy, but there are some really funny moments, and especially
1: Candace. I just she yes, oh my god, laugh so consistently yes. throughout filming. It's just her delivery of things is yes. just perfectly spot on.
0: Yes, yes, she really delivered a lot of the like
1: the light comedic moments in the film. Her character is really just expressing things how right bit, which is so funny because, you know, I, I think it's very understandable that everybody grieves in a different way. And some yes. people say things that are wildly inappropriate as particularly to the moment that it's, you know, it's being delivered and it's, it's just, it feels so real and honest.
0: Firstly, I want to thank Athletic Greens for sponsoring this podcast Athletic Greens has a product called AG1 that I have been using literally every morning. When I start my morning with AG1 drink first thing before my coffee or my morning smoothie, it's a whole different ball game. So I wake up in the morning. As soon as I get down to the kitchen, I put in a scoop of AG1 into my water. I stir it up. I drink it down. It's a few seconds out of my morning, and I just feel so much more energetic than I did before. I get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens all in one drink. I feel like I'm starting my day on the right foot, and it's a good feeling to know that you're starting your day by being kind to yourself. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes, and I respect their company values. Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company. They also stay on the cutting edge of nutritional research, which is super important to me. AG1 is the single greatest thing you can do for your body in under 60 seconds. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash Allison Interviews. Again, it's athleticgreens.com forward slash Allison Interviews to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Firstly, I want to thank Athletic Greens for sponsoring this podcast. Athletic Greens has a product called AG1 that I have been using literally every morning. When I start my morning with AG1 drink first thing before my coffee or my morning smoothie, it's a whole different ballgame. So I wake up in the morning. As soon as I get down to the kitchen, I put in a scoop of AG1 into my water. I stir it up. I drink it down. It's a few seconds out of my morning and I just feel so much more energetic than I did before. I get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens all in one drink. I feel like I'm starting my day on the right foot, and it's a good feeling to know that you're starting your day by being kind to yourself. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes, and I respect their company values. Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company. They also stay on the cutting edge of nutritional research, which is super important to me. AG1 is the single greatest thing you can do for your body in under 60 seconds. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash Allison Interviews. Again, it's athleticgreens.com forward slash Allison Interviews to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Well, I love at the end. So Dustin Hoffman plays your father who passes away in the film. And there was a moment that I loved after the funeral. Candace Bergen's character, who's your mother, she starts to gossip about people that were at the funeral. And your character, Abigail, gets mad. But I I actually said this out loud to the screen as I was watching. I'm like, that's how she's grieving. She's gossiping to take her mind off what just happened.
1: Totally. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) And
0: I think that's actually why we gossip sometimes to kind of take our minds off of like the war that's going on in the Ukraine, the the pandemic, the, you know, all of these heavy things that are going on in the world. And then sometimes it's like, oh my God, can you believe how she looked in that dress? You know, I feel like you're looking at a magazine or something. And I think that's where that comes from. It's like, we need to focus on something else. We need to make it light. Right, you
1: know, sometimes at the expense of other people. I know. Yes, <laughs> that's, so, that's so not where. Like, that's just so not my experience. You know, I feel like yeah, thing I ever want to in, indulge and engage in. So I so understand Anna, animo- <laughs> and I so understand. I mean, that that was the thing. It was like all these characters are so human, and then yeah. you have these incredible actors bringing such humanity to the screen in this way in this story. And, you know, I had done a film with Candace about 13 years ago, where I also played her daughter. It was so wonderful to reconnect with her and to connect with her as an adult. You know, I was such a, a young thing then. So that I really, really enjoyed. And she's just as delightful and just as hilarious as ever. Was there a funny moment on set you could share
0: when you guys had to kind of like break the tension and maybe just have some fun
1: in between takes or something? You know, I can't point to one exact moment, but I will say that every day we were experiencing this wealth of storytelling because we would ask Candace and Dustin about specific projects or what growing up in LA was like back then or, and they were just so generous and giving, you know, I typically find that most actors love to share on and off screen. It's like, it's not one or the other. It, it usually is both. And so there was just many personal moments that they were sharing where you couldn't believe that the first director attached was so-and-so and that the most famous line in that movie wasn't originally there. And it was just found like on one of the last days of filming. And that was so special to be able to really dig in and ask them anything that we wanted. Simon, Mayim and I were like, okay, and then this project and tell me about, you know, and so that, that was really special because I didn't know, like some people, especially if you've, been in this industry for a long time I just had no expectations I thought maybe they would want to go and be by themselves in between setups or you know take rests or whatever I was always there and game and and just so part of we're just all sharing at all given times so that was really nice and then Candace has this very sweet dog Bruce who was always around and like every now and then he would pipe up in a scene and we would have to relocate him um (laughs) But it was really such a joyful experience, despite also being in a lo- enormous amount of pain and sadness in moments. On set. Yeah. So what is Mayim like as a director? You know, what was so obvious to me after our first chat was that she had already thought about this project and these characters in this world so thoroughly that we could have gone and made that film the next day, you know? It was just so obvious that that was a story that she could tell and tell so beautifully. And she really hired such a beautiful team of people that worked so well together. And Mm -hmm. so there was this feeling of ease, even though we were this kind of tiny but mighty crew. You know, independent filmmaking isn't necessarily as glamorous or cushioned, but it's kind of my preferred way to work. It never felt like we weren't able to accomplish what our goals for the day were, and that right. is such a testament to how well organized and thought out and planned every day of shooting was. And you know, it was always very fun. I loved watching Mayam's reactions to things, and if she was laughing, you know, it just I yeah. was always looking to her to see how she was experiencing what we were filming.
0: That's awesome because it was her writing. Yes, right? she she wrote the script, or she co wrote it. She wrote the script. Oh, she did. Okay. yeah. So because the subject matter was about dying and death, what is your take on that part of the human experience? Like you personally, Diana, like what is your take on death? Where do you think we go? What do you think death is all about?
1: I mean, it's, I've been dealing with, you know, many, many years of my father's own illness and watching that move through his body. And, you know, unfortunately, I wouldn't imagine that there's an enormous amount of time that we have left with him, which is really, you know, not what you would wish for at all. And very deeply sad. It has placed a lot of importance on the time that we have, you know, he's mm-hmm. been more years of my life than he's been well. And I think that the way that I have had to process that is that while I would have, Wanted, you know, the version of him that I knew as a very young person to last Mm -hmm. much longer. I am so lucky to have experienced many other versions of him and still have, you know, access to him and connect with him. May I ask what he's what what the illness is, or is that personal? It's fine. He's had MS for you know okay, and that takes a toll in many different forms and sure, your cognition, your physical health, etc. And I. It's definitely death is not something it's been prevalent in my life because I've lost many people that I've loved mm-hmm. and it always feels that it wasn't the right time. You know, I certainly mm. have lost many people who are just very young and my father is very young. He's only 66 years old, but I just think it's made me really, I kind of feel that pride myself in being very present with the moments that I'm in, in real life with my friends, et cetera. And I think that your health and wellness is not guaranteed. That centers me a lot. And then as it relates to everything on the other side, it's not something I often think about. I'm sure that that might be more prevalent the older I get.
0: I'd like to ask you, and I hope it's okay, because we're coming up well soon on the two year anniversary of Naya Rivera's passing. Can you tell me what was unique about your friendship with her? Perhaps that was different from your other Glee cast members, or even from any other friendship
1: in your life that you can share? She was my first friend on set. We were quite isolated because we weren't involved in the entire pilot. We had our you know, very brief, small moments in the pilot. And everybody else was very involved in the already the singing and the dancing and all the rehearsals. <laughs> so she was my point person. And we kind of instilled each other with confidence in those moments. And she just was very unique and special in the way she just carried herself with such confidence and certainty if she believed in Mm -hmm. something or you as a person she would always uplift those ideas and and just be she's very very strong in a way that you know i think that i have adapted to moments in my life that have been quite difficult and the adversity i think you can overcome that and if you experience that at a young age makes you more resilient etc and she just she had that strength in spades any strength that i felt i had she had 10 times more of it and i was really inspiring and nurturing to be around and was just wickedly funny and had the best comedic timing and you know she is one of the people that i speak about when i say it's just it's so strange to think that she is not here she had years and years of love and gifts to give people and i just i was so lucky to know her that's beautiful
0: and what do you think that you came into this life as diana agron to learn and what do you think that you came here
1: to teach mm. as a living example of your life oof not an easy question <laughs> um, i feel particularly connected to storytelling and i when i say that i i don't mean that as it relates to my job i feel so connected to people and the human experience and i think that is something that has always drawn me in i think you know i lived in a hotel when i was younger because my dad was a general manager of, of a few hotels and i would just witness and question there was just a Complete big world of people coming in and out of my environment from everywhere in the world. And as I started being able to travel more freely and explore different cultures and people, it just is something that really interests me. And I feel much better when I am learning new things about new people and cultures. And I think that that has led to also me wanting to be a storyteller and connect with people on that level. And I think that if that is something that I can share and encourage with other people to be really open-minded and to look outside of their own worlds and communities and go bigger and deeper then that, I think is something that would be really meaningful. I, you know, hopefully have many more years of being a person in this world. And and I just things can be very complicated. And obviously if you're paying attention to the world at large, there are so many things that are so disturbing and not as one would wish for anyone. Right. But I think that love and joy is something that if you can really promote and encourage, it can be really nourishing. And And I think some people need to be given the permission to accept or give more of that in their lives. Interesting. And what's the best advice you've ever been given? I don't know if it's the best advice, but it was certainly very helpful to hear as it pertains to my life and my career. I had a colleague say to me, this path of yours is not about what you say yes to it's about what you say no to. And I think that as you're receiving gifts, be it jobs, opportunities, et cetera, it can feel difficult to say no to something. Um, because right. So happy to be there and to be part of the conversation, etc. And yeah. I think being really honest with yourself about what serves you and how you can organize your time. I think when you really drop into those truths, so much more magic is available because you're just being so authentically yourself and you're not compromising for other people.
0: Okay. And as they made us, when does it come out and where is it available?
1: I believe it's April 8th.
0: Is it coming into theaters or is it
1: going to streaming? Do you know that? I believe it's going straight to VOD. It is. Okay, cool. All right. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time. I thought your performance was absolutely amazing. And thank you so much for the interview. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey guys, so I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Again, I can't say this enough, I love doing these interviews because I love hearing not just about what somebody's project is. I mean, obviously when I speak to people, whether it's an actor, a musician, a media personality, whoever it is, obviously they have a project to promote. And I only, by the way, and I know this is gonna sound like I don't know what, but I really only try to speak to people whose projects I really believe in because there's something about it that just hits a chord with me. And I think that people need to know about it and embrace it and see it or listen to it because I think it's going to add to our collective human conversation and our collective human consciousness in a productive and positive way. So you can really be sure that the people I interview, they have something to offer. And I think that Wrapped up in these fun conversations, these interesting conversations are some really amazing teachable moments for everybody, like for the person I'm interviewing, for me and for everybody who's listening and watching, for sure. So anyway, that was my chat with Diana Agron. Again, I think she is a very elegant, articulate talented wonderful actress and human being let me know what you think in the comments leave me a review I always love to hear what you guys think of specific episodes so definitely let me know and I will catch you on the next one peace